The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and this is a very special edition of the Two Robbies Podcast. And we have two very special guests, our great, great friends, Tim Howard and Rebecca Lowe. And today was all about relegation, relegation Sunday. We're here at Goodison Park. I think we had a brilliant, fantastic mm. day. Um, so quickly, Tim, let's start with you. Just kind of just summarise how you feel at the end of it all with Everton staying up and, and how the day was like for you. Well, it was interesting because when you, you, know, when you know what the scores are going to have to be and, 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 and the scenarios... For me, I wasn't trying to get too caught up in it because, you know, even Everton in the first half, there was, they were knocking on the door, but there was no goals, and there wasn't a goal yet at Leicester. But you just knew there would be one there. There would be one here. It was just about a matter we of... We were very calm. In the he was, whole wasn't game. I thought yeah. that too. Well, I, I jumped up on a goal. <laughs> yeah. You You just know. You just know that there's going to be a chance. There's going to be an opportunity. Yeah. You can't. And then Jordan Pickford makes a really good save in injury time. You just you have to wait it out and... and yeah, I, I probably was a little bit more calm than, than most of the Evertonians here. It's interesting, back. So we were here because of the relegation in the three teams that, that could, could have gone down to, in the two spots. But I just also want to talk about the promoted teams, all three staying up, only for the fourth time ever. Isn't that important sometimes, that these promoted teams feel that they can stay in this league? And, and teams like Luton coming up next season, that... You know, we're not just going to go up for one year and go down. We can have a chance of staying in this big league. Oh, hugely, because it keeps it fresh, first of mm. all. Gives everyone um, a hope when they come up, which is really important. There's no point in getting promoted if you think, oh... Mm. Like Norris did a spell, didn't they? No, on, on the whole, I think that is really important. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like the Premier League is getting better right at the top. Mm. And then there is this sort of gap. And it's actually divided quite nicely between the top half and the bottom half this season. And so when you get promoted, if you crack the top half, like Fulham have yeah, done, yeah. I mean, that is outstanding. That's like winning it's a title, isn't it? Leagues, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it, is, it keeps it fresh for me. I love that. Having said that, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't want a big club to go down because if Everton had gone down, we'd have lost so much from the Premier League. So, and Le- I think especially with Leeds and Leicester, we'll lose stuff with the big club going down. We will. But as long as they're replaced by big clubs, you know, and you've got the likes of Nottingham Forest staying up, I'm OK with it. When you say, you know, it's interesting. When you say about big clubs, right? And we all talk about big clubs yeah. and, and staying in the Premier Division. Is football changing, mm. right, where... Yeah, there's a, there's a huge amount of money per season for all the clubs, whether they're big, small, or indifferent. If they've got smart people behind the scenes to recruit and get good players, we're seeing it with Brighton and, and Brentford and others. Like it, it seems now, Tim, that if you're a big club with a big name, if you don't get it right in your boardroom or your recruitment, then you're going to be in this situation. Has the game changed that I, way? I think there's an evolution of the game. And to jump jump on what Bex is saying there, I think what it does for the Premier League, and again, Norwich did it where they were just comfortable saying, we'll be a yo-yo team. I think what it does is it gives the motivation to certain teams that say, we can stick with our manager, right. we can yeah. stick with our manager, we, we mm. can 
we can say we're going to back you, Steve Cooper, or we're going to go out. Yeah, okay, Graham Potter gets gets pinched by Chelsea. That doesn't mean it's now doom and gloom. We trust our system, our scouting system for both our managers and our players. We go get the right manager in, and now we can now we can push for Europe, and we can dare to dream. So I think it's brilliant because look, there was a time for all of us. The three teams come up, guess who's going down? Yeah. The, the three yeah. teams. It's not like that no. anymore, and that's scary for some of the other teams. And also, I feel like that when the teams come up, not all of them, but on the whole, they have plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more yeah. of a plan now. I mean, you look at the ones that have stayed up, and they, they, are, they have a, a system and a sort of a, um, a structure and a philosophy. Yeah. I'm not sure 10 years ago. No. Then they come no. up, they're like, oh, let's just have a go. Let's, let's yeah. just have a go. Hit yeah. and hope. Yeah. It's mm. different now. It's planned. And, and when we think of Manchester City and, and their dominance and it could be a treble and it's, you know, three straight pre- uh, Premier League titles, have not only the bigger teams, but has, has every team got to think about how we're going to try to claw that back? Brighton this week was a brilliant example of gave Manchester City, I thought, as big a test as, as we've seen. Are the teams going to get that ambition or, or are Man City still going to be able to dominate in a way that we've seen? Personally, I think City only dominate with Pep there. Yeah. I think they'll be really good if Pep leaves because totally they're not going to get a rubbish manager yeah. or anything and they're still going to have a ton of money. So, But they'll be, I think they'll go back to being a little bit more like where Mancini was in charge yeah. and Pellegrini, I think. So the domination, you know, we saw it with Fergie. I yeah, mean, Fergie yeah, left 10 so years ago, they haven't won yeah, title. Yeah. Dominations end when the main man goes. So I think the rest of the league shouldn't be too disillusioned because it will come to an end. I mean, who knows? They might win the treble and leave this season because what, what more can he do after he wins a treble? But once he goes, the rest of the league, oh, oh thank goodness for that. I mean, now we can yeah. now we can yeah. try and claw them back a bit, but not until he leaves. Mm. Just thinking, you know, like the two teams that went down today, Leicester City and Leeds United, there's a correlation, you know, with Southampton, you took in as well. A couple of things for me. I want to ask you about it first mm. of all. First, those clubs, maybe not so much Leicester, signed a lot of young players, Rob. Yeah. And secondly... All those teams, all of them, have expansive attack-first mentality. With the way the Leicester play, they're trying to be expansive attack and Leeds, yeah, yeah. United as well, and Southampton. Everton more pragmatic, Bournemouth more, more pragmatic. Is, is, is going for that style at such a big risk? And also young players that are unproven in the league. To a certain degree, but I think you've got to do what you do. Leeds is a really interesting one, because I read a stat that it's 14 months since we had Bielsa... And now we got Big Sam. I mean, you couldn't get two more different people. And Sam's tried. Sam's been in the at Leeds for four games. Sam's done all the things Sam does at every club to stay up, and he didn't work with mm. Leeds because Leeds haven't got the defensive structure and people. But he did have four games. He did have. He only had four games. Might have improved if he'd been given fourteen. I thought Musty made a really good point today, and I saw it in his press conference. Sam looked down mm. because it, it it wasn't working, and and for him to not to not have it work, Rob is. is Leeds can be Leeds, but they've got to have structure. Well, well that's the same thing then, is it, Tim? So, so, but, but Leeds being Leeds, is, was it from Bielsa, is attacking. Yeah. It, was, it was super attacking. Is, it, is, is, it, is there got to be a caution if you're going to go with that style and build a team for that way, like Southampton and Leicester too? Well, my, my, worry, my, my worry is not Leicester coming back up. It's Leeds and, and mm. for everything you're saying. So let's go back. This team was built for Bielsa, built right. by Bielsa. Right. And, and, and what they did in the right way was they said, who's the next man for the job? We're going to earmark him. And it's Jesse Morris because yeah. he plays the same Quite style. Similar. Great. We get him in. And then Victor Orta sacks Jesse Morris and brings in Gracia, who plays okay, a similar vein. But the ownership at, at a certain point didn't want that anymore. They wanted Big Salmon, yeah. got rid of Victor Orta, or, or he walked. So now where is the club? So now right. what does the club want to do? Do they want to go Bielsa-style-ish? Or do they want to kind of be more pragmatic? 
but they got to figure out who the, sport, the, the director of football is, who the manager is, and if the manager, if they want to be more pragmatic, these players aren't that. And who the owner is, because yeah. Yeah. 49ers, do they want the club or do they not want the club? Do they still want the club now that they're relegated? Mm. For a lot less money, I'm thinking 150, 170 million apparently is what they want it for. They were going to have to pay about 400, 500 million had they stayed up. So that's the other question. Who's going to own the club? They then have to make the decision on all the things mm. Tim's saying. Mm. Let's just, just think about the season, Rob. Let, mm. Let's think about great things about the season. It's been a crazy season. Either give us a great moment or your great player. Give, 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 me, give me something that stood out for you on, on this season. I mean, Arsenal stood out for me. Arsenal stood out for me because there was that section of time, yeah. probably from just before the World Cup until about March, where we were all convinced. Yeah. And it was a shock because they were fifth last season and they were playing like they had no fear and they were playing with zero sign yeah. of what was about to happen. Zero sign of it. Mm. That's, it came from yeah. nowhere for me. That's what was yeah. so weird. And it started, didn't it, at Anfield? And it started with Granite Xhaka getting in the face of, I forget who, yeah. who was it he got in the face of? Trent, Trent Alexander. And we sat in the studio and we went, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> God, this could be the moment. And go, it was the moment. And so for me, that is such a, a, a from just a storyteller's point yeah. of view, what Arsenal did and how they then fell away and blew it, blew it, in my opinion, is a, is a, is a great story of this season. That's what I'll remember this season for Arsenal nearly doing it. For me, it's an easy answer, but I'll, I'll get to why, and it's Erlen Holland. Why, the why is because I still want to be entertained. Forget my playing history, forget being a pundit. I want to be entertained, and I want to believe that there's still magic and that these players who I know are human, I don't want them to be human, I want them to be superhuman. And he wasn't supposed to fit into that team. It's impossible to come into the Premier League and be that good that soon. There wasn't enough goals in the team because they share him around so much. They're not, a, they're not as good a team with, without a false nine. And he just went from strength to strength. And he continued. I was waiting, we're waiting for him to get a little niggle here or there. We're waiting for him to drop off, and it just never happened. And it was a very special season. I've got to say, my, my, uh, my, one of my biggest memories of this season, and when I look back at it, would be Brighton. Yeah. Mm. And Roberto Deserving. Of course. Because yeah. I'm a... I, I'm a purist. I, I love that the beautiful game. I love the football. I love that he can come in there and take it on where Graham Potter changed the club around, by the way. Yeah. You know, he, he really did in terms of style. But this guy comes in and we knew that he, he, he was crazy, like, attack-minded and that these teams always score goals. But to do that at Brighton with the same place, losing Trossard and, and mm. a couple of others maybe, yeah, um, I just think, and, and, then, and then, you know, destroying Arsenal, giving City a big game the other day with, with a weakened team. I'm, I'm so excited to see what he can do at this club next year. And I'm going to go Nottingham Forest because of Steve Cooper coming into this football club and he had all those players and, and they started the season not well. They had a period in the middle of the season, went 11 winless games and there was all the talk that he was going to get the sack. He got a longer contract. He sorted his team out. He got Awani scoring goals, Brennan Johnson scoring goals, and it was so nice for, for, for a manager to be able to get through those difficult times and come out the other side. We see Leeds, who got rid of Southampton, got rid of, of managers, and the owner stayed with Steve Cooper. Steve Cooper's kept them in the league, and hopefully Forrest can build from there. So, so that was my, uh, my memory of the season. Love it. It's over. Finish us up, mate. All finished. So we, um, Premier League's done. Manchester City win. Everton stay in the league. Tim, Tim's happy about that. And our special guest, Tim Howard. Thank you very much. Lady Lowe, thank you for joining us. It's time to come on this pod, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Earl. He's Musty, together with two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night for me. And it's a good night from him. Good Good night.
longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.